All right, I've got a treat for you guys today. I am doing something different. I did a podcast swap with my mentor and my coach, Stephanie Gass. She had me on her show in exchange for her being on my show. And you know that thus far in 25-ish episodes that I have not opened up my show to guests. And reason being is because when I listen to other people's podcast episodes, I'm not incredibly interested in listening to the guests that they have on their show. And I never ever intended to host a podcast that brought on a bunch of other ideas and people and experiences that just wasn't going to be the journey of my show. And although that will still be true moving forward, you can look forward to my systems you can look forward to my experiences. There will be from time to time people that have impacted me so much in my life that I want to include their expertise, their knowledge, their experiences, and their stories in our community. And today just happens to be one of those times. If you've been hanging out with me long enough over on Instagram, you know that about a year ago, I hired a coach to work with me and I really wanted to become the woman that I know I'm being called to be without spending the next three to five years trying to figure out how to be her through random YouTube videos and random Pinterest boards and just throwing spaghetti at the wall. I did that with Two Lemons in Love, my event design and floral design company, and it was the most beautiful journey I had ever had, and it was my first experience with growing a business on my own. I just knew that this time around that I wanted to invest. I believe so deeply that if you put a little bit of money behind what you are learning, what you are putting your time and energy into, that it motivates you like nothing else. So just keep that in mind whenever you are looking to grow yourself in a certain way and know that there is a world of online courses and coaches out there that I have found in my own life once I was willing to put a little bit of money into it and truly invest. That is when I saw the most change. That is when so many opportunities started to open up for growth in my life. And I did most of that through Stephanie Gass. She runs the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. She has a podcast called the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. And she also has a free Facebook community. She has amazing resources for Christian mompreneurs that are wanting to grow and scale their businesses with online courses and podcasting. So I got connected with her because she also coaches moms on with clarity sessions. And I was having a lot of doubt and I couldn't really put my finger on what exactly it was that I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to have a podcast and she helped me with all of that. And throughout that process, her and I have begun to be friends. We interact with each other on a daily basis through, uh, sometimes through Zoom. I'm in her mastermind group. I've really dove in headfirst to the community that she has, and it has been outstanding for me. The reason why I wanted to bring her information to you today is because she is the epitome of what it looks like to follow the calling that has been placed on your heart. That little voice that you hear that does not stop asking you 
to flourish in the giftings that you have been given, that you have grown up with, that part of you that you want to give to the community around you, that you want to monetize, that you really want to sink your teeth into and give it your very best. She is such a shining star at doing that very thing. And I felt like she was the perfect example because she has a ton of systems in her life and she has a ton of systems in her business, which is what makes her so successful at this. And she often claims that she's this hot mess mom, but she's really not that much of a mess. She really has her stuff together. She cares about being dedicated to her family, to her faith, her husband, her home, her business, the community around her, the community that she's grown online. She's just a really intentional mom. And I think that today, as she goes over some of the systems that she uses, she talks about how she doesn't have necessarily a formal set of fundamental needs like a great eight like I have, but she does have that concept in her life. And she talks about what that looks like. She's also really, really, really on point with what it looks like for people that don't have plans. She has a really cool experience that she talks about. And I just really hope that you enjoy the conversation that her and I have. And I hope that it gives you the inspiration that you need to be able to give everything that you have to your faith, to your family, and to your business. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves Dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. All right, Steph, thank you so much for coming on to the Systemize Your Life podcast. You are a very special and lucky individual because you are the first guest that I've ever had on the show. Oh my gosh, that literally <laughs> just lights me up. I'm so excited to come on, Chelsea, and to pour into your incredible community and to just be able to chat with you. Yeah, so I have let you guys know a little bit about what this relationship is with Steph in the intro, but what I really want to say is that the reason why I'm even opening up this episode for an interview and letting you guys hear from someone else other than the moms that I coach and me is because. Stephanie truly is a leader in this realm of women truly owning what they were called to do and being incredibly successful with their business and in their home life and really staying rooted in her belief system and my belief system. And it's something that I want you guys to know is attainable for you. And we're just going to dive into what that even looks like, what kinds of systems that she has, how she's made it through all these years with little kids and a marriage and all the ups and downs of business. So we are just going to dive in and get started. Um, but first, I'm going to have you introduce just a little bit about yourself and let us kind of hear from you. Um, 
as far as where you're at in business and what life looks for you right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, and first of all, thank you, Chelsea. You're so sweet for all your kind words. I just love you. So I am a, I am a kind of hot mess mom a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm super good at getting all the things done. I've always been that way. If you guys follow the Enneagram, I'm a three, which means I'm extremely driven. I'm really, I'm really great at business, but that means there's other parts of my life that aren't as natural for me. And so I really work super hard on figuring out who's the woman that, who is the woman that God has called me to be. And I kind of figured that out roughly three years ago after eight years, seven and a half, eight years of full-time entrepreneurship and letting false idols like success and money and recognition and the next promotion truly dictate what I thought success equaled in my own life for so many years. Um, I kind of, long story short, had this breakdown. I call it my Britney Spears moment, 2016. (laughs) My top 1% network marketing business had crumbled underneath me. There's no money left in the bank accounts, no cash flow. Okay. We had to sell a motorcycle to make ends meet. We had to borrow money from my son's savings account. I was 60 pounds overweight, having anxiety attacks, had a newborn and a three-year-old. And for the first time in my life, I had failed at business. Why am I sharing that with you guys? Because sometimes the awakening is hidden inside of some really crappy, dark, hard moments. And that was mine, 2016. And so I started with this letter to myself and it was, who was the woman that God was calling me to be and what she looked like. So I'm writing this thing out and I'm like, okay, she's spiritually led. She's so excited and passionate about life and she's full of energy and she shows up for her, for her husband and she's there with her kids and she loves playing Legos on the floor. God forbid. And she, you know, has it more together and she works out and she cares about her health and she's also helping women, but she's helping them do the right thing. She's helping them conquer the fears and figure out their calling and grow businesses that feel right to them in their heart. They're not doing it just for money or recognition or blah, 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 blah. So I write this letter to myself, Chelsea, and I'm like, that's who I want to be. Anyway, then I just stared at it. Cause I was like, must be nice to be her. You know, <laughs> like, I'm over here eating Doritos, binging Netflix. Cause my life <laughs> is falling apart. And I'm sure all of you have had that kind of moment of, can I really be something like that? Can I really be more? And it feels impossible. And it feels like, I don't know how, and I'm overwhelmed and I'm unqualified. I'm an imposter for sure. Cause my business just fell apart, you know? So I was facing all of those limiting beliefs, but here's what I knew for sure is that I was being called, called to step up into this woman. So every day I'd wake up and say, I'm just going to do one thing that she would do. And so got enrolled in this gym. I couldn't afford. So I'd show up and started making the food swaps, started waking up early so I could do an hour of scripture and prayer and journaling and started having conversations with my husband that really needed to happen. Just all the things. And now three years later, what's so crazy. I'm the woman on the paper. I'm literally her. And I'm looking at this going, I'm running a business that's more successful than I've ever been in my entire life. That feels like a dream, helping women uncover their calling. I'm a clarity coach. So I help women figure out what's my thing. 
What am I meant to do here on this planet? And I help them create a business out of it, a long-term sustainable business using podcasting, using online marketing, and then how to make money at it using coaching and courses. I do that now from our farmhouse out in Tejeres, New Mexico with two little boys, six and three and a half. I work four hours a day or less, don't work on the weekends whatsoever. I've created this dream life and it's really because I did what God was asking me to do. I, I started with the woman he's asking me to be and then I let go of the control. I let go of the ego inside of myself. And so that's what I do today. And it's weird because it felt so impossible three short years ago. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, what does that call sound like? What does it feel like? So it's so, I think it could be different for people, but it's something that seems so natural to you that you don't sometimes see that it's a gift. It's a spiritual gifting because many of us have had it from birth. Like if you were to look at Stephanie when I was 10, I was on a stage telling everybody where to go. I'm like, Bob, pick up your tree. It's to the left. And I'm over here, you know, yelling at the producer. I've probably rewritten act three and I'm front and center singing some song with a horrible singing voice, right? Like I've always been a leader and I've always had that. And I've always had pulling someone else up with me and, and public speaking and mentorship. Like it's always been there. I've always been great with people, but you don't know. What is that? What is that? So people get confused too with, well, I have this gifting, but what do I do with it? And that's where your life experience comes in, Chelsea. And you feel, I feel that everything I've done, God takes that moment in my life. And he says, how can I pull from that and direct her? And sometimes the direction feels like a failure. And sometimes the direction is his divine intervention, like a hard no. And we just have to trust that every job, every relationship, every step that we've taken, even when it felt like a mistake, it was preparing us because the gifts, the spiritual gifts we have are cultivated over time. And as you get more aligned, it gets stronger and then it gets stronger and then it gets so strong that you can't ignore it. So a lot of times my students are, they know the gifting, they're doing the wrong things with it. So it's, it's like brick wall, not making money. It feels wrong. I hate it. And I'm like, well, why are you doing that with it? It's wrong. And we got to pivot ever so slightly and use your gifting. And so once you get, it's a lot of trial and error, but once you start getting on the right path, so example, I was in network marketing for five years, full time, great place for the gifts I have. Great place, made it very, very far in that company, but it wasn't what God wanted me to do with them, but the gifts. So I kept it, you know, adversity, not working brick wall. And I'm like, I'm doing everything I can here. And what did you hear? Like, what did that feel like? Like, what was that day when you, I've heard you talked about this dream when you yeah. knew that you were going to start a podcast, but there's so many of us moms. I think that just we silence voices because culture and um, the way that we were raised, or maybe even the beliefs that we think our husbands have or even our children, what other people are going to think of us silences so many voices that could be really divine if we would listen to them. And I'm just curious if you remember what that moment was and what it, what it felt like for you. Yeah. 
So if this makes any of you feel better, when the network marketing business fell apart, I was so stubborn. I had been hearing for about a year. And when I say hearing, it was like, hey, Steph, do you do any type of coaching? Or, hey, Steph, have you ever thought about blank? Gosh, you'd be great at mentoring women online. I kept hearing it from all around me, people giving you the hints. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm 100% network marketing. I don't, I don't deviate, right? I was so stubborn. So it falls apart. And instead of listening, I wasn't quiet. I wasn't still. I wasn't digging into Bible or scripture at this point. I was full-fledged egomaniac control freak. Now panicking because I've failed. And what is everybody saying about me? I've failed. They're all talking about me. They're judging me. I can't. So what did I do? I panicked. I started a t-shirt shop on Amazon merch. <laughs> I looked into teaching Chinese at 2 a.m. online. I started looking at indeed.com and going back to corporate. I did everything in the world except shut down my brain. And I was, I tried that for six months and it was a mess. It was more stress. It was more financial ruin. None of that made any sense at all. And so here's the moment that I shut my brain off, Chels. I tell my friend, have you seen my latest t-shirt? Still my best friend. She goes, can I just say to you for a second, <laughs> why are you making t-shirts when you are incredible at coaching women? And I had just coached her for free on starting her uh, business and we had got so much clarity and it was my first ever clarity coaching, which I now know that's what it was, but I didn't then. I had already, I was already doing it. I was already doing it. That's the crazy part. You're already doing your gifts so many times and you don't know it. And that was my first one. And, and she goes, you helped me get clarity on something I've been sitting on my entire life of turning for her sexual trauma into a business and helping women rise from their ashes and just this beautiful business that she could make out of what she'd gone through in her childhood and making this beautiful brand out of it. And I'm like, oh, you're right. I'm making $3 commission per t-shirt. This isn't probably going to work for me. <laughs> and so, and I'm graphically challenged. So let's just not even go there. So anyway, I want to see one of those t-shirts. I'm going to send them to you so you can laugh. So that was the moment, Chelsea. It was like mid 2016, maybe right at the beginning of 2017. I stopped. I turned everything off, turned off all the Indeed searches, all the Instagram. I finally was like, I'm done. God, I, God had gone. I was so far away from, from relationship with God at that point. I was a Christian my whole life, but it was like I was missing Holy Spirit moving me. And so I'm like, we're going back. We're getting back in church every weekend. And it was like, we were kind of going, meh, like we're going every weekend. I'm waking up at 6 a.m. every day. I've got to talk to God. I don't know what I'm doing here. And I wrote the letter. That's when I wrote the letter. And that's when I was quiet. And I just started to pray, Lord God, please show me. What am I supposed to be doing? What do you want me to do with these gifts? What, why am I here? What do you want me to do? I failed. So I'm obviously not meant to be in this online space, you know? And I kept praying. And three days, it was like three or four days after I started this, I get a phone call. Hey, Steph, do you do any like online social media consulting? I'd like to pay you 3000 a month to come on to my Facebook group and help train the people that, that sell with my, with my company. I'm like, 
And I look, I, I just, I remember I dropped, like dropped the phone because my, there was no money. Well, from me, my husband was paying our bills, but it was like, I had gone to zero. Yeah. And I just look at my husband, like full on, I'm just crying. Like, and, and like t- what I was doing was not equal to that amount of money. And it was like, it was that first God moment of yes, go there. And so I went there. Okay. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call, not two weeks later, Chelsea. Hey Steph, I'd like to hire you for coaching. Do you think you could help me like grow a business kind of like you had done, but using Facebook and attraction marketing? And I was like, okay. And they're like, I don't know what you charge, but I like to pay you blank way more than I would have asked for. And I was like, okay, I'm going there. And I just kept praying, God, is this it? Tell me, move me, move my feet. And so it was like, I was so open and the clients just came and I didn't understand it and I didn't feel qualified and I didn't know, I didn't know how. I had the worst website you've ever seen, had no idea what I was doing. I was, had a free MailChimp email account and I would just send messages about who knows what. I was weird, I was still weird about sales. I was super weird, I was too pushy. And it worked. And I just kept going and being like, God, help me. God, help me. God, help me. And then that was great. Did well. Had I was helping network marketers at first. It transitioned into online business owners. So it was a transition. Every time it kept feeling more and more right as I created the new thing or as I pivoted. I pivoted out of network marketing into Christian entrepreneurs. And then a year and a half ago, and I was doing great. I was doing great. I had almost gotten back to where I was with network marketing. And it was all from God. He was like, here's the favor and provision that you need because you're doing what I'm asking you to do. And I wasn't getting distracted and I wasn't worrying about where's the money going to come from. I got out of the way. I just got out of my own way. I, I kept, okay, here's where the struggle was. Because as you grow, you reach new lids, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I had done all I could by myself. I was a solopreneur up until this point. And I was at a lid. Made the same amount for like a year. Launched things. They were flopping had done a new group coaching. Nobody's four people signed up. So I canceled it. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I feel like this is right, but it's something's missing. Is it the courses? What's missing? And I was doing lives super sporadically. I was showing up on video sporadically. Uh, I was still struggling with who I was though. Like, what am I doing? Kind of helping with online marketing, teaching Facebook, teaching Instagram, even though I'm by no means a social media expert. I think I was trying to figure out my thing and I just didn't know what it was. So I kept trying, which is great. You've got to experiment and try things to see what feels really right. And then you double down. So I, pr- I was praying, 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 went to bed. I fell asleep and I'd ask God specifically, show me what is next that will scale the business that will reach more women. I've got to reach, I've got to get clarity here. In my dream, I saw in huge purple words, start a podcast clear as day. It was almost verbal. And I woke up and like, you know, you're like, oh, what did I dream about? It was in my eyesight. So clear. I woke up, chills up and down my body. And I knew that was the most clear Holy Spirit moment I have ever had. It was like, this is it. I'm like, I don't care who's making breakfast. It ain't me. Came into this office, (laughs) bought the $20 Amazon mic that was sitting in a drawer in my closet of the office, plugged it in, had no clue how to record, figured it out, Googled it up. I'm all, hi, I'm sitting behind this weird mic right now because I'm going to start a podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm starting this podcast because God told me to. Don't know what it'll be about. Not sure, but here I am. That was 
roughly a year and a half ago. It was, well, it was October of 18. And because of the show, because of the show, I got so much clarity on who I'm here to serve. It's the Christian mompreneur. I didn't start coaching, but then people kept asking for coaching because of the show. And I started coaching on the show and through that realized it's clarity coaching. So because of the show, the women came to me that needed me and told me what they needed. I delivered on what they needed and then I aired it. And then what happened is it exploded because I was in alignment with what God wanted me to do. I was doing what he asked me, even though I was terrified, even though I wasn't well-equipped, didn't have the right equipment, didn't know what I was going to talk about, didn't even know who I was serving initially. But over time, it became clear. And then I realized, holy smokes, podcasting is what blew up my business. Let me teach other women how to blow up their business using podcasting because it's a way that we can serve and solve for free and help people. But ultimately, it grows our audience. That is the longest answer to a question I've ever given in my life. But I feel like you have to hear that whole progression to understand that you don't just get it. You don't just say, today I get it. Today, this all makes sense and I have clarity. It is a long journey of trust, of lots of faith, of not knowing where the money is coming from, of not seeing the clients, of feeling unqualified, but going anyway because you feel the tug, because someone asked you for it. And discerning what's Holy Spirit and what's yours, what's your ego, what's your brain telling you to do because it wants you to stay safe versus, no, I'm being, at, I'm being called to do something terrifying, but that's bigger than me. So I hope that that answers and helps. I don't know. I think that's an awesome answer. And I think that it helps every single one of us, no matter where we're at in our businesses, trying to systemize our lives, understand that it really is a process and a journey that we really can't predict or foresee, no matter how much planning we put into place. And that's been such a struggle for me as a planner and someone that loves system systems and somebody that loves routines, knowing that it doesn't matter how much structure I put in place or how much hard work I throw at this thing or how dedicated I am. There's just some things that I'm unable to foresee and that I'm just going to have to wait out, that I'm going to have to ride out, that I'm going to have to give my faith to, that I'm just going to have to show up for and just like let it be and let it ride. And for somebody like me that needs to see the end picture in its entirety for me to be able to figure out all the puzzle pieces that I need to have in my backpack to be able to build the end picture. That is, I want to say nearly impossible, but God proves that the impossible is possible if we just follow and believe. And I think you're such a good example of what that looks like. And I'm happy that you tell that story everywhere and that you told that story here because I mean, there were parts of that story that I've never heard before. I didn't know that that dream had purple letters. I've heard the letters. <laughs> I heard that it spelled out start a podcast, but I did not know that they were purple. You know, so there's certain things that, and sometimes it's really clear and sometimes it's super vivid, even for me, what it is that I'm supposed to be doing here. And then other days it's, it's crickets and it's really, really hard because my other income that I have had for the past 15, 16 years just totally trumps what I'm making in my first year here. And it probably will for a while and giving up on that and comparing to where we've been and really trying to 
work really hard at where we want to go and having to just relent to the process of, of what it is, is really, really hard. But it's so helpful to hear from other people that have gone through it, just like dragged me through this process and gotten there. And I'm, I'm glad that we talked about that. But what I want to know now is what either through that process or even right now have been your struggles of doing all of that and being a mom at the same time? Yeah. You know, I think each of us, when we have the giftings, it's easy to do that. It's the stuff that's so natural for all of us that we'd rather spend our time there. And some of you, it's, well, I'm so, motherhood's so easy for me. I want to color on the floor or do whatever based on your kids' ages. And I don't want to work. So you hide from work because that's not e- easy and natural for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm opposite. I, I will gravitate to work. So the struggle for me is remembering who's the woman on the paper. Mm-hmm. She's not workaholic Stephanie because you've been that. And you know what that, because the enemy, here's the thing. The enemy uses your giftings as well. Because he knows that's what you love. Well, there's a, there's a dark side to every, every strength. There's a weakness. Every personality type has, has at its best and at its worst. And so you have to be so careful. And me, you know, for me, that's what does that look like? That weak look like so that I'm first putting time to things that aren't natural for me, you know, an hour for scripture and all the things in the morning and time for the gym and a gym that's, that I'm going to show up to because I'm a three and I'm competitive and I need a class environment and a lot of accountability. I'll show up for that. So that stuff goes. And then, um, making dinner and family time. And I get off Instagram and Facebook on the weekends. You know, I, I literally started that a year ago and now almost everyone in my community that really like all my clients do it now. And they're like, this changed my life. So you have to identify where you're weak. And for me, that's all the areas outside of business, which is really, I know backwards for a lot of people, but maybe for you, what is that? If it's business first, plug that in first into your time, into your planner, because the stuff, it's just like getting the hard things done off the to-do list first, instead of waiting on those things and doing all the easy stuff, it makes you more productive and efficient. So I'd say that's one thing, Chelsea, for me is just making sure I'm not letting go of the things that aren't as natural for me. And the other one is for so many years, I was a control freak. So I was a full on uh, solopreneur, right? Running everything, podcast, email, marketing, doing my own Facebook ads, which is great because I've learned every single thing about my business. But a year and a half ago, I'm like, I'm done. And I finally turned off control freak because on the paper, is she a control freak? She is not. Okay. She has lots of help. This woman on this paper, she has so much help. And I was like, I'm done. Out started outsourcing everything, investing in myself, you know, getting a housekeeper, doing all the things that would allow me and equip me to become that woman. So that's not something I struggle with right now, but it was something that held me back for so many years that I think a lot of people that are new in their business, they're doing that. They're their own worst enemy. And when it comes to business, at least. So yeah. How do you, did you ever have a time where you felt conflicted with how non-traditional you were as a woman and as 
a mom? No, I am just super weird in this sense, Chelsea. I'm like my mom. She tells me, she's like, well, I'd like to tell you something, but I know that there's no way that you, that you're going to listen to anyone's opinion. So I'm, I'm almost, I'm that girl that's like, I define what my life looks like. I don't care about any social norm. I don't care what anybody did before me. I'm like so rebellious. And I've always been my whole life. I'm so rebellious in the fact that I want my life to look and feel a certain way. And there's nobody here ever that gets to tell me that answer. And I think that's why I've just been relentless at being successful in whatever business venture that I do, because I know that that creates the freedom to create that life of lots of time, lots of space, PJs all day if I want, (laughs) right? Like, um, getting off social on the weekends, traveling all the time. Like, so no, I never felt conflicted with that. And I think the reason is Chelsea is because again, who is God asking you to be? And so many times we carry with us, who's God asking your mom to be? And then that's projected on you. And we internalize that as our own truth. And so we have to constantly ask ourselves, is this mine or is this someone else's? Is that something that social told me I should be? Is that something my family told that told me that I should be? Is that something I think I should be just because I think I should, I read it somewhere. Like, so I'm constantly doing that self inventory of who do I say I need to be? So for example, here's one visual and then I'll get off this question. Everyone says to grow your business, you're on social media 24 seven. You're on Instagram multiple times a day. You got to share the behind the scenes. Well, and you got a blog and you have to do Facebook posts and you have to be in the groups connecting all day, all day. And so here I am like this all day. Can't even hear my kids talking to me because someone told me I had to do that to grow my business. I'm watching someone else do it and her business has exploded. And I just want to be like that. Right. But it feels wrong. So I asked myself, is this mine? And I was like, no, this isn't mine. I'm done. And I don't care what happens to my social media. So, you know, that year ago, that's when I decided I'm done on the weekends. I don't care what happens. I'm over it. And, and I had to set the boundaries of it being mine and carry that through. And that goes for each and every aspect of what I do. Yeah. It brings up this interesting thought about authenticity that we hear all of the time, be authentic, be authentic, be authentic. And I think it's just hard for so many people to really focus on what it is that they want to do because of that pressure. And it's an interesting point that you bring up where maybe it's not coming from family members or friends or people in your community. Maybe it's coming from this idea of the person that you want to be and you've found someone that looks like that. And so you do everything that they tell you to do, even though it's not, it just doesn't fit with you. It doesn't feel right. And I think it's that fear of going out of our comfort zones to open up and be vulnerable with our gifts and the things that we feel called to do, because even just taking that leap of faith is hard, but then it would be so much easier if we could just say, well, I did everything that this successful person said to do and I didn't end up being successful. So 
and, and blame it on that path. when really it comes down to the fact that their path is not your path and having, having the strength to be able to pave your own path is hard for a lot of people. And one of the things that I talk so much about is systems. And um, obviously I think that systems make everything easier, even staying true to yourself because you, you learn through different systems that you have in place, what you're going to say yes to and what you're going to say no to. And that's the one thing that I preach so much is to know your fundamental needs, to know what you're dedicating your time and your energy to. Just like you said, you start with those things that don't necessarily come natural to you. And that is what's helped you balance being the mom that you want to be on paper, like that, that mom that you said that you wanted to be, the woman that you wanted to be, the business owner that you wanted to be, and making sure that that gets down every single week. And I've yet to meet a successful business owner that doesn't have systems and doesn't have a plan. Um, but you and I just did another podcast where you interviewed me to be on your show. And I thought that you said something really interesting at an event that you just went to. And I'd love for you to talk about what it was that you learned from this event, what the event was, and what you took away from this notion of having a plan every day, yeah, every week. Yeah. For sure. So one of the things I've always been really, really good at is planning. If you go to my show, you'll see episode 12. I talk about planning and time blocking. It's just always been a part of my, my core system because if I'm going to be productive and to me, time is money. I would rather have time. If you were like, Stephanie, would you rather have one hour to go scale, build your business, be the visionary, uh, just hang out with your kids out, soaking up sunshine, planting seeds. Yeah, right. Not planting seeds, maybe taking a walk, taking a hike (laughs) or your hourly rate. And I was, you know, pretty good where I was. I would choose time over and over again, because time as the visionary, as a fueled woman equals more money. And it was the weirdest mindset shift to make going, oh, it's not about sales and money. It's about time, automation. It's about automating. It's about getting lots of help. It's about being more efficient. So two things. Number one is time blocking and planning, which I've always been super, super focused on. And so I use a paper planner like Chelsea teaches. And every month I do all time scheduled events. My whole month is filled with all the time scheduled, the school, the appointments, the um, coaching sessions that I have, the podcaster interviews, church, things where I go or need to show up. Every week, I then pull in the monthly events and plug them into my weekly planner. And that has an hour for all my morning stuff, workouts, um, time scheduled events are popped in there. When the boys have school, when I'm turning off and detoxing from social, when I'm getting in social media, yes, all of it, because I refuse to, to lead a reactive life. I'm at, here comes stubborn me again. I'm in charge of every hour of my day. I refuse to get lost scrolling Instagram unless I want to, unless it's, it's something I literally want and choose to do. I, I don't want technology to ever control my life because I never want my children to be in that position either. I don't want them to see me do it. And I had to make that choice because for sure it was for a long time. But I plan and I've been planning for a decade. 
And that has a lot to do with the reason why I am successful. If you were to say success as the woman on the paper, right? She's God fueled and an intentional mom and all the things. So we go to this event, my husband and I, in February of this year, Brennan Burchard, you guys have probably heard of him if you're in the personal development space. If not, he's great. And the event was HPX Live, which is living your highest experience at life. My husband got to go through his work. So I'm like, hello, I am going. I am so going with you. I'm all about events. I've always loved live events. So we go. And one day he's talking about planning and how important this is. And I'm just like, this isn't important. Like everybody plans. Like I've been doing this for so long. Everybody plans. Why are we talking about this? I could teach this, you know? And he says something that blows my mind. He goes, okay, room of 2,500 people all different walks of life, like 40 countries. And he says, stand up. If you plan out your month and week and you map out your goals and you've been doing so for at least six months consistently, 60 of us stood up in a room of 2,500 people. And I, my, my mind was blown because I thought that this was a system that everybody knew was imperative to their success. Well, then he goes on to say, and he starts pointing at us. Guys, look around. These 60 people, I would dare to bet like a hundred bucks on every single one of them. They all run very successful businesses. And it was crazy. And so it just confirmed for me how critical it is to plan, to pre-plan your month, then plan it out in your week, but then also planning around the things that aren't just business. Cause sometimes people are only planning business, but you've got to time block all the, as Chelsea calls them, fundamental needs of your life so that they look like a puzzle piece. And every week you're hitting each category. So if you were to look at my week, okay, I've got, you know, an hour every morning for my morning routine, which includes prayer, journaling, scripture and Bible study and coffee, maybe two cups. (laughs) Then we've got taking the kids to school. Then we've got work. So I've got like two, three hours of work most days. Then we've got a lunch break. Then I've got picking the kids back up, doing all the kids stuff again for, for an hour or so, get them settled in. Then maybe I've got an hour time blocked out for picking up laundry. If that happens, probably not. Um, house, (laughs) all that. Then I do another hour of potentially work, but this is the light stuff that I can do while the kids do homework and play or play outside emails, corresponding with my, my VA or whatever I need to do. And then at six, everything turns off. No more work, no more, no more work type stuff. Like I may still get in social if I want, if I decide to get in there for 30 minutes and answer people back. And then on the weekends, I delete the app. I delete Instagram because I get addicted to Instagram by Thursday of every single week. I know this about myself. I accept it, but I refuse to let it become a problem for me. So you recognize you have a problem and then you change the behavior. So I get rid of it on the weekends. All you see in my planner is open white space except for church. And it's beautiful. And I run a business that is more (laughs) successful than any business I've ever run in four hours a day, Monday through Friday. But it's not at the expense of everything else I need to do. So planning and time blocking is absolutely, it's not a secret. It's the, 
it's the must. It's the foundation. And, you know, Chelsea, I know that you are all behind this, all kinds of behind this. Yeah. You know, you're such a shining example of where that routine and that practice really can take you. And it's so insane to me how many people just are not doing this. And I think about, like, I know when I was going through junior high and high school, we had to keep a planner every single day, Monday through Friday, there was like a little section and we had to write down what we were doing in each class. And then you go into college and most people still did that, but it wasn't required. And now even in elementary school, they have their kids doing it. But it's like, why do people not think that when they go into adulthood, that they're not going to need this? And as you're talking about all of that, I find it interesting that you pointed out how many people may do planning for their business, but they don't do planning for their life. And it's like, what do you, how your business cannot be what upholds and is the foundation of your life? Because what happens when your business crumbles? What happens when the world goes on quarantine and now you don't have any customers because your brick and mortar had to close? Like, there are so many people that have checked in with me and they're like, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Has my income been cut in half? Yep, sure has, but I'm still doing fantastic. There are so many things that I've had in place every single day and will always have in place and I will shift. I will pivot because I'm doing that internal kind of assessment on a regular basis, but it doesn't really matter what's happening externally because that internal planning between me and my husband and my kids, I include my kids in that planning. I ask them, Hey, what do you want to have for dinner? Hey, what's important for you to accomplish today? My eight-year-old, maybe she's cut from the same cloth as her mother. Sure. But she loves this. Like she absolutely, and you know what? You don't have to be cut from the same cloth to feel respected and important. When somebody asks you, what's your opinion? What do you want? What do you think? And so that's why I include my kids. But because I want them to see that this process is just what you do in life. It's not what you do to get through business. It's not what you do to get through school. It's not what you do to get through a project. It's what you do to get through life. And I just find it to be extremely cool that that event that you went to did that because I can't wait for me and Blaine to be able to go to his event. But mm -hmm. you were talking about in the mornings, what you do and you Hold journal. On. There's something else I have to add here. Okay. And I forgot to add. Okay. It's something called goal mapping. Mm -hmm. So in that monthly events, in the monthly time schedule, Chelsea, one more thing I have to say that I think has made a huge difference in my life is I reverse engineer my goals. So I start with a big picture goal for one year from today. And then, and that's my whole life, a whole picture of my life written in the present tense. And then I back into what are the monthly goals that would get me there. And it has to do with health, all the things, health, relationships, spirituality. Um, it has to do with business, of course. And I put those buckets, those goals into my planner. And before I plan the next month, I have to come back to it mm -hmm. and say, did I hit the goals? Did I get blank amount of podcast downloads? If not, why not? What can I change? Did I work out four times every week? Why not? What needs to change? Did I get 30 sales or whatever my sales goal was? Why not? What needs to change? So I'm constantly auditing my goals. And I'll tell you something crazy. Every year, except for 2016, 
I hit the goals I had set to make the vision statement a reality every year. And it's because when you have a goal that's attainable, but uncomfortable, and then you break it down into bite-sized pieces that you can run after every month and you actually look at them, it's not, yeah, that sounds nice. And I'd like to get there. And I'm just going to plan my day to day. And you're planning, but what are you planning for? What are you doing every week to get the $10,000 month. So it's getting so specific and clear on what you need to make the dream life a reality, putting it in, auditing it, adjusting, and doing that work. It's made every difference in my life. Yeah. And I think that it's not just, okay, so two things. And I'm like, which one do I spit out faster? Because this is so much, this is so, so much, so goodness. I'm so glad that you made sure that we talked about this because it's so important because people are always like, oh, that's cool. I have a planner, but I don't, I don't know what to put in it. I don't know what to put on it. Well, yeah, you have to have some type of goal and you have to take that big goal and you have to break it down into small steps. And this isn't just something that you do with a business. This is absolutely something that you do with your in air quotes, personal life. Because if you have this idea in your mind, when you really sit down and you close your eyes and you think about the children that you want to raise, when you think about the kids that you have now and you envision what their life looks like when they're older, no one is there to teach them that other than you. And if you see them with their head down and their phones in in their faces, then that's great. That's the kind of kids that you want to raise. But most of the time we see our children saying hi to people, opening doors for people, interacting with people. And that means that we have to do it too. We see them living in, in, in clean homes. We see our sons knowing how to nurture people and not just being stoic heroes in every story that they live in. And so you have to break that down into what does that mean I need to be today? That probably means that I can't have my phone in my face all the time. That probably means that I need to use positive parenting. And you have to break that down into, okay, then that means this week I have a goal to research one positive parenting topic in Pinterest and I'm going to read it and I'm going to implement one thing. And that is on my planner today. This isn't just something that you do in business. This is something that you do with every area of your life. Oh my gosh, I can't, I just can't. It makes me so excited. (laughs) It makes me so (laughs) excited. Cause it's like, this is how you get it done. I'm not a unicorn. My kids aren't unicorns. Your business isn't a unicorn. This isn't magic fairy dust. This is called being intentional. It's called having a plan. It's called doing some work in, you can just wake up every day and you can do whatever you want, but it's frivolous. And there's so much, so much that you can reap when you take the time to sit and so intentionally just those, those ideas that you have in your mind about what you want your business and your life and your home to look like when you take that and you put it down on paper and then you break them down, it just, it becomes reality. Just like you said, you've become this woman that you wanted to be on paper. You became her because you were taking steps every single day and every single week to get to be her. Okay. Yes. And how good you feel when you go back and say, in March, my goals were in all these different areas and you get to go and see that you accomplish them, it clicks. You go, oh snap, when I did the things this week 
every day and I had planned them out and I knew what I, I knew I had to follow up with blank amount of people, or I knew I had to research or spend two hours with my kids more than I normally do to be a more intentional parent. And you go check it off the list. It just, the, the most gratifying, wonderful feeling comes over you that you're making progress mm-hmm. because that is the journey. The whole end destination here, ladies, is the journey in and of itself. Yeah. If you are not thriving in the journey and ticking off the things that you want to do to become the woman that Christ is calling you to be, what's it all for? We get to wherever you want to go so desperately, but you look back and can't say that you're creating the children that you wanted to create or making the impact on the world or doing the mission work or speaking the truth you've been asked to speak or whatever that thing is. What are you doing? It's time to change that. It's time to take control. Absolutely. And one of the things, which is what I was going to say earlier, one of the things that you do is you journal every morning. So I want you to talk about the journal that you use and why it is so meaningful to you. Well, thank you. I'm excited to talk about my journal. I was create, I was doing journaling ladies in three different places. I wanted to have a prayer journal, a gratitude journal, a feelings journal and the memories journal. So I was like, here's all the places I'm journaling. Cause everybody had something like that, but nothing existed. So hi again, how can I fix this problem? I want to streamline and automate my life so that it's more easy and, and simple. So I created a journal that is called with God, she rises. And what it is, is it's basically a journal specifically for the Christian mompreneur. It's for that woman who's faith led, but also a really excited to dive into her work and build a business. And she's got that call as well. And what I do is it starts with prayer. So you pray in your prayer journal, then you say, how do I want to feel today? And so you get to write, like maybe one day you want to feel super productive and you want to plan. Maybe the next day you just want to feel relaxed and at peace or present. So there's different feelings that you want to set as an intention. And it's funny because when I'll say, I want to feel super productive today, a whole mindset shift. I'm going to the gym. I've got a lot of stuff on the plate. I'm excited. I've got meetings. I've got interviews. I'm on it. I've had two cups of Joe and I'm ready to go. And that rhymed. And <laughs> or it's a Saturday. I don't want to feel that way on Saturday. I don't, I don't want to feel that way. I want to be so relaxed. I want to be cuddly. I want to feel loved. So it's a different feeling. And then the next one, is what are the top two personal goals for your day and the top two business goals for your day? Why two? Because it only takes personally two things every day to move the needle. So you got to ask yourself, what things can I do to get that monthly goal to become a reality? What's the number one biggest mover? Plug it in. So if I was to say for today, what am I doing? I had a client. So I would have said my client appointment and my podcast swap with Chelsea. Those are two things that must happen today for my business. I also ended up recording an episode. Great. A plus. Didn't have to do that though. Didn't have to. Then on personal today, I would potentially say, you know, an hour to hour and a half of actually learning activities with my kids. Cause hi, we're quarantined. So we did <laughs> an engineering, uh, engineering exercise with connects, the science activity. And then I'm also going to put on there 30 minutes of moving my body because quarantine, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so you got those things in there. Then, the, then at night you come back in the journal and you pray again 
Thank you, Lord, for whatever this day's brought, the things you need to pray for. It's a constant dialogue with your heavenly father in the morning and at night. Then how did I feel today? We've got to always inventory. I think that we're finding my secret here, Chelsea. It's that I'm constantly inventorying myself. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly inventorying my goals. I'm constantly inventorying my feelings. I'm looking at myself all day, every day saying, am I the woman God's called me to be? Am I acting like her? Am I speaking like her? Am I making moves like her? That's it. We just discovered it. It's you've got to look at yourself all the time and be willing to say, no, I'm not doing that right. Or I'm not doing that enough. So then I go in and I say, did I accomplish the two goals that I set out in each area? I also have a bucket for favorite memory of the day, because here we are living these beautiful lives. And if you ask me what happened yesterday, I'm like, I can't remember any of it. (laughs) I'm like, wait, hold on just a second. And he's like, my husband's like, didn't you just do that yesterday? I'm like, just a second. Today's Wednesday. Yesterday was Tuesday. That means we did this. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know. And we have these moments that are like, little blessed, I call their mini miracle moments and they're happening all day, every day. And we're not Mm -hmm. recognizing them. We're not inventorying our miracles. Mm -mm. So I challenge you, whether it's my journal or any journal, I don't care. You must keep a miracle log. And every day I'm thinking about what miracle happened today and how did it, how did it feel? You've got to sit in that miracle. And sometimes it's with my kids and sometimes it's a conversation Chelsea and I had that just felt so endearing. Maybe it's something that happened a look that my husband gave me, you know, you just never know. It's these small miracles that are worth remembering. So I write them down. And then if it's a big miracle, I'm in the front of my journal, I created a whole page and it's your, it's a miracle tracker. And so the big miracles go there and I'll open that. And I see multiple times a month, there are huge, meaningful miracles happening in my life. And I want to be able at the end of the year to go and read those and say, oh my gosh, look at all the work that God has done here. Like we just glaze through our days and we're missing the end result, which is the moment, right? It's the day, it's the miracle that you're sitting in. So it's, it's worth, it's worth remembering. So yeah, that's the journal. That's why I created it. I use it every day and, um, I love it. Yeah. I would highly encourage all of you to go and get that journal. I'm currently in the mid portion of mine and I probably will just get yours even sooner, but I haven't gotten it yet. But I think the important part is for people to understand that when you have a guided journal, it allows you to, to just sit down and it's almost, it's almost like you're sitting with a therapist that can pull these things out of you but you don't actually have to open up in that way. You can just sit in the privacy of your own home and you can take all this information and it's a question that's being asked of you. It's prompting you to think about something very specific. And I think that your journal is just so timely for so many Christian mompreneurs because there really isn't anything that gets all of this into one place. It's efficient. It's a system, right? You do all of these things every single day. And I know that there are so many women that are afraid to stop and they're afraid to do that inventory. They're really scared to look that long and that deep inside themselves. Get the journal because it makes it less scary. And I think it just allows you a safe space to open up and you can keep it hidden away 
and it's nice to go back and look at it. But if you can't even go back and read it right now, because you're too afraid to do that inventory, the important part is just for now that you're just getting it out and you're starting this process. So I'm really happy that you have that journal. I've been a huge journal journaler all my life, like all my life and guided journals are the most important part. So before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you for bringing all of your experience and just so much really heartfelt success. It's not like, Oh my gosh, Stephanie makes so much money in your business. And so I'm going to go and follow her. It's not really about that. And it wasn't about that for me in the beginning. For most of you, if you've been following me long enough, you know that I shared like 1 million screenshot of Stephanie's screenshots of Stephanie's podcast, because when I found it, I was like, Oh my God, miracles are happening. And it was just so perfect for me. And you know, I've become one of Stephanie's clients and most everything that she has to offer because it's just, it's really been that perfect fit of someone that cares to be a good wife and a good mom and a business owner because it's a strength that can help so many people in the world. And that's so meaningful to me. So I want you to tell everybody where they can find you and how they can connect with you because it literally changed my life. And I want them to have that opportunity to connect with you too. Oh, thank you, my friend. Well, you've been such a blessing to me as well. I'm so grateful for you and the women that God sends me. You are truly God sent because I couldn't ask for a more perfect person to get to mentor and work with and be friends with. So love. Okay. You guys can come connect with me on my podcast, the mompreneur mastermind show hours of training on being a Christian mompreneur. And then secondly, my uh, journal is at withgodsherises.com. You guys can grab that. And then my website is stephaniegass.com. Lots of free gifts for the Christian mompreneur, the aspiring entrepreneur. I've got everything, you guys. Life coaching, business blueprints. Chelsea will get your life in order, and then we can get your business <laughs> tuned up with me. Okay? It's a <laughs> double whammy for sure. What a double perfect whammy. combo. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. And I will make sure that I leave all of Stephanie's information in the show notes. So just click there and you can get connected with her to all of those links that she just mentioned. And, um, one thing that I love so much and that really sold me about your podcast is that you close in prayer with every single one of your episodes. So I would love it if you could do that with us today and, oh, yeah. and send off my audience with the same, just great intention that you set for your audience every time you close the show. Oh, I'd love to. All right, ladies, Chelsea and I just pray over each of you right now. We lift you up with courage as you go forth in your day that you have patience, kindness, and love for those little perfect humans that are looking to you for inspiration, for growth. We pray over your businesses that you are fueled with abundance and favor and clarity from the Lord God and that you lean into him and the calling that he's asking you to do because he didn't give it to you on accident. It is there on purpose. You've got to trust it. You've got to have faith in that. And we just pray strength over your life and your business today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.